Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Trying to told, try told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome okay, to the, the Grindcast. Grind Simon Arias here. Get, Get ready. It's a new day. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. We got Big Perm in the house, of course, and, and we got my man, James Cunningham. Y'all, I can't wait to expose you to James Cunningham. If you're not with American Income, uh, which most people I think are not that, that listen in, but many are, uh, I, I just can't wait for you to get uh, some wisdom and advice from from uh, a great businessman, a great father, a great husband, a great friend, just a great person that's getting it not only in business successfully, but just just in life, man. Uh, so, James, welcome to the Grindcast. Welcome. And uh, maybe maybe give a little brief uh, intro on you know your story yourself. You know, you I know you played at Saint Edge, you went to Mount Union. Just maybe like a condensed version of who you are. All right. So first of all, thank you guys for having me. I've been waiting to get on this because I love the Grindcast. It's definitely one of the best podcasts out there. So uh, shout out to everybody and all the listeners. So let me tell you a little bit about my background. Grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. And, um, you know, if you know anything about Northeast Ohio, you know, there's a saying that, you know, nothing is given and everything is earned, you know. So I had to grow up that way. And I grew up in a single parent household me and my two sisters and, uh, you know, my mom, you know, single-handedly raised me. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, I had to, I had to figure out a way to, um, you know, go where I wanted to go in life. I didn't have that many good examples, you know, in my household or even in the neighborhood I grew up in, you know, so I had to, uh, rely heavily on sports. If I was going to get out of my environment, living in the projects, growing up on welfare, um, that's the only thing I knew sports. So, you know, I started to play, uh, basketball and, um, I ran track, you know, so funny story, you know, when I ended up going to St. Ed's Simon, uh, which is, you know, you know, about St. Ed's one of the best schools in the state of Ohio. Um, I arrived, I arrived there freshman year. I get cut. Well, I didn't make the team. Let's put it that way. So I had to look in the mirror. Wow, I didn't know that what James. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Love it. So, no, when it came to playing some street basketball, you oh, I can run with the best of yeah. them. But I never really truly played organized basketball to compete like Real that. Ball. I did play basketball in grade school. So I go there, you know, this, this is that next step for me to get out of here and then go to college and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. So I go there, I get cut, don't make the basketball team freshman year. So yeah. got to look in the mirror and ask myself, what are you going to do now? So I told myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just get ready, and I'm going to come back next year. I'll make it. Mm -hmm. I attempted to play football for the first time my freshman year in high school. And what ended up happening is, number one, when, you, when you're a basketball player and you never play football and you don't really like the contact, eh, I think you're going to shy away from it and probably yeah. stick to what you know. So for right. me, um, I literally said, I'm not playing football. I'm going to concentrate on basketball. Year two comes around. I make it all the way to the final cut, get cut again. So then I'm forced to have to figure out playing another sport. So that's when I started playing football. So I didn't really start playing football until my sophomore year in high school. And I ran track, you know, all through grade school and uh, in college, in, in high school. So I go, I finish, graduate 2002, go to Mount Union, and um, end up playing football there, ran track. And, um, you know, from there, 
well, I played football. We ran track my uh, my freshman and senior year. We were national champions in football, and um, I qualified as a, a, a you know for for track and field four times for NCAA's. And my senior year, finally was able to pull out a national championship. But you know that that the whole purpose of that was because at just the wait a day, minute, wait a minute, to, wait a minute. Amazing man, okay. you know, and 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 those some of those things I, I've known you so long, bro. Some of those things mm-hmm. you never even told me before. I don't know. That's why I love this because I don't know when we yes. ever would have got into that conversation. But that's so dope. That yes. makes you. That makes you even cooler. That makes your story even better. I'll dope. take me a dude that 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 went through that and got cut twice in in basketball and decided to play football. All of a sudden, he's a national champ in in uh, in football and in and in track. Uh, amazing story. And I love Mount Union. I almost went to Mount Union. Uh, coming out of coming out of college, you know, I've, I remember visiting there and almost going there after winning the state championship in uh, in, in Youngstown. And so, I, man, I just it's so similar to me because St. Ed's is like Ursuline, you know. So you may think, yeah. oh, the dude went to St. Ed's, he just must have uh, had it easy coming up. Never would have thought single mom, mm-hmm. never would have thought welfare mm-hmm. because you went to St. Ed's, like me going to Ursuline. But it's powerhouse yeah. sports, and, and and it's still and it's still. I mean, it's it's on the north side of Youngstown. You go down a couple blocks, people get smoked over there all the time. It ain't it ain't a perfect environment, you know. I went to school with dudes that got killed and killed other people. You know, it wasn't a, a normal, mm-hmm. you know, that type all of right. a situation you would think. But it was definitely yeah. better than what I was gonna be going to school to. You know, probably where I was gonna be going. And so, like, just like you, man, very similar. I could relate to to. To what you're saying in your story so i, I love it man and and uh keep going sure. man there's more to you only got us to the college part now what all right so i go to mount union and um i'm not i'm not going there because i want to just get this degree and i want to start my career this is supposed to be a stepping stone for me to go from high school which by the way it was interesting how I even got at St. Ed's. You know, I was going to this after-school program, very similar to Inspiring Minds in Cleveland. And, you know, if it wasn't for the, the outreach program director to see me while I was playing basketball during our little basketball break after doing our schoolwork, I would have never been exposed to St. Ed's. So what ended up happening is this lady noticed my athletic abilities and said, Hey, have you, you ever thought about going to St. Ed's or St. Ignatius? And I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about, you know? And she's like, well, I would like to talk to your mom and see if we can set up a visit to go there. So when I, I ended up going there and it's so interesting how it all happened, man, it was God put people in my life that got me from here to there. So by the time I got to Mount Union, I only went there because I'm thinking I'll go there. I'll stand out. Then I can go pro. And then I can come back, get my family out of this environment and do the things I've always wanted to do since a little boy at the age of nine. So um, I go there, I graduate in four years. I studied sports management and business administration. And, uh, you know, I, I graduated 2006. And at that point, I didn't have the type of athletic um, career where you had scouts knocking, knocking on your door, wanting to come and basically have you play for them. But I never lost hope, you know, so I told myself, I'm just going to work for a year. I'll save up enough money. And then what I'll go and do is I'll go do some tryouts. And listen, what, you, what, you line me up what, against all the receivers. James, you got to pay for tryouts? You, you, you mean save some money and get some tryouts? So, you know, when you're doing these um, tryouts, for example, 
Um, let's say you don't get invited to the NFL combine that's televised. There's a bunch of other ones that, that go on throughout the year. They're always looking for talent, you know, so I didn't have an agent that would represent me. So you got to have money to go from here to there, mm. you know? So my first, um, uh, combine was at a regional combine. It was at Kent state. And I, I performed well enough to basically come to Indianapolis, which was the regional combine for everyone that wasn't invited to the NFL combine. You know, I drove in my vehicle. I had my Chevy Impala thing was on the lease. I was, I was way over my miles, but I didn't care. I was just trying to figure it out. So I, uh, you know, I do the tryout and that didn't go as planned go down to Florida and I'm trying to play in this new league that was supposed to start up called the all American football league that folded, drove down to new Orleans for the, the AFL combine did very well there. So if you know anything about 2007, um, you had NFL Europe shut down, AFL went on lockout. And listen, if, if you're not coming out in the first two rounds, the likelihood of you actually making the roster and being on the team is slim to none. So, you know, in the interim of, you know, I'm doing these tryouts, I'm done with the tryouts, I'm back in Cleveland, Ohio, I, I, I just completed my first position out of college, I was there for a year, Wells Fargo Financial, great experience for me, it really helped me transfer into this business, and, you know, I'm waiting for a team to call me, it don't work out that way. So, my bills are starting to pile up, and I'm like, I, I gotta do something about this. So, I immediately got in contact with Rebecca Doak, who's the head of our career circle, well, she was at the time, at Mount Union. Drove down to Mount Union. I had a meeting with her, and I said, I need, I need some help. i got to find a job, and um, I don't know what to do from here. So she asked me a few questions. You know, what are you looking for? Uh, and, I, and I tried to do something very similar to what I had did when I was at Wells Fargo. You know, so if you know about Wells Fargo, you know, one of the biggest banks out west, and I was in You weren't stealing no money, was you? At financial. From Wells Fargo? Huh? You weren't stealing no money from Wells yeah. Fargo. <laughs> in the back trying to take some no, cash. You know, but, you know, it's interesting, though. Wells Fargo's had a lot of things over the years that they've had to deal with. with yeah. Lawsuits and this and that. But anyway. Okay. So. I thought um, you was taking money. Go ahead. I go down. I go down. I meet with her. And she recommends three positions I apply for. And then here's the interesting part about it. All through going through Mount Union, they would always try and tell us, don't ever look for a job that's just commission. Mm -hmm. Only look for something with a salary, salary with yeah. benefits, with uh, so on and so forth. Same they thing they told me. Same I, thing. 100%. And I get it because they can't relate. Like the way they're set up, they're paid on the salary. So I get it, you know, now, but then, now had, had, had that job description had anything to do with commission, I don't know where my life would be right now. So she recommended a job posting that Nick Zangardi, who Simon knows very well, posted. And I applied to it. I think Nick called my resume within seven days. I tried my hardest to do the research on the company. And <laughs> I'm looking at the website. And I'm like, this is so generic. But I'm still going in anyway because I have nothing to lose. Yeah. I go in and, man, I come into the best office I've ever been in in my life. And I knew something was different. See the way people are walking down the hallway. Mike Basu was walking past me. I've never seen somebody walk so fast <laughs> in the office building. <laughs> and I'm he, like, he's gone. something's going on here, you know? And uh, I see a lot of young individuals who I know are doing well. Yeah. Now, I wasn't that big in the vehicles, but I saw nice vehicles in the parking lot. And, you know, I just had a good vibe about everything. So 
go through this initial interview and then I come back for the second interview, which was a completely different structured interview. And um, that was my first time being in a group setting, but I'm like, all right, cool. Let's get it. Yeah. I got to put my best foot forward. I got to, I got to stand out. So yep. um, I didn't sit in the front, but I sat in the back because I knew if, if we were going to go around the room that I could possibly be one of the last individuals. So, you know, Simon, you happen to be uh, in the, uh, uh, the overview. I remember I was paying attention to you. Yeah. I was, I was, for whatever reason, I'm looking at everybody. I'm not really paying attention to the people in there interviewing. I'm looking at the people who already work there. And I see this dude head just nodding the whole time. Like, I'm like, I've never seen somebody nod their head that much. And that was you. <laughs> it was him. And um, so that's how you yeah, met. Yeah. So dude, that's how you got I'm him knowing that he was just doing this. So that's what, how you remember going like this? I remember that. I yeah. remember the suit he was wearing. What color was and it? I didn't really, it was tan. It was a tan suit, oversized. You know, but uh, big as hand back then, brother. Stuff we coach people not people. to do. <laughs> correct, correct, right? So I see this body language just it's just hard to not yeah. notice it. Marcus, you know, he talked about what he talked about, and you know, just all in all, I'm like, there's no way I can't do this. I just need somebody to show me how to do it. Like it's too easy. And you know, when it, when it was time for me to explain why should I be considered. You know, in my mind, I'm like, listen, I can show you better than I can tell you. Mm-hmm. And and for whatever reason, I know I came off as arrogant. I almost didn't get. Oh, you did for sure. Oh, he came up as so you know, cocky. Hey, oh, yeah, James. Cocky? Oh, yeah. Yeah. His first couple months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I liked him. Yeah. But but I liked him. But but the thing is, is it's only because I know I'm not the smartest person. Right. But I'm willing to listen. Outwork people. And I'm willing yeah. to follow. That's yeah. all it takes. And I'm not afraid of hard work at the yeah. end of the day. You know, so. Yeah. Shut up, I, be coachable, uh, and go know, to work. That's it. That's at the end of the day, man. It's, it's, it's really that simple. So um, that's, that's the journey, man, of what ended up happening from Mount Union to, to AIO. Now, what, what you know, now where, where, where he's at right now is he's a business owner in mm-hmm. Indianapolis for, for our business. Uh, kills it. And what, uh, you've been on the council before, right, James? Been on executive council before with me two times. Uh, how many offices you got right now? I only got one. One office, killing it, doing well. And so to, to go from where you were to where you currently are, um, what, what, what do you think it, it took? So, you know, listen, in life, you know, if you want to go somewhere, you can try and go there by yourself, but the likelihood of you getting there is, I think, slim to none. So you're going to need some help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming into the business, knowing that I didn't know anything about, I didn't know anybody. Like, it wasn't like I knew someone personally. They had my best interests. I had to, you know, develop some relationships and, you know, come in and be the best student I could be. And, and, and one thing that I know is that I came to this company at the right time in the right place with the right people. You know, so it didn't take me long to realize that, okay, I'm in this organization and there's hundreds of individuals, but who do I relate to the most? So I listened to people and honestly, Simon, you were my number one target. I'm like, I got this, whatever I got to do, I'm going to figure this out. So, you know, I remember, you know, we were in the hallway, Goose, you were talking, I'm coming up the steps. I'm like, this is the perfect time. And that, this was after strike one. So strike one, I knocked on your door. I was like, Hey man, can I get some time with you? <laughs> and you're like, Hey, you know, 
come back and talk to me when you're doing, you know, something. He said, wait a minute, dog. Right? You got to be hitting this So much. I wasn't the only one that, that was a little cocky at yeah, that time. Did you know I'd never say that now. Marcus would. I'd, have a, I'd say it, but I'd be a better delivery. Yeah. So sorry, James. No, I didn't think you were cocky. No, I just that that makes because you play football. You're an athlete. You're an athlete. Correct. But took that. But you had a lot of responsibility, man. You know, I didn't understand the 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 level of it, but you did have a lot of responsibility, and I respected that you had a lot of responsibility. So you told me, you know, when you get this down, come back and holler at me. So we're we're in the hallway walking up, and and you're talking to Guzman, and I'm like, perfect time, you know. Hey, what can I do to get some time with you? And you you gave me the key. You said. Once you start dropping four thousand a week, then come and holler at me. And I was like, "Really?" In my mind, I'm like, "That's all I gotta do." I'll be back, right? So, one of the first things we worked on once I did that was the phones. And you wrote really big on my script. I am busy. I am important. I am in control. control. Come on. Now, no, no disrespect to my field trainer or the person who hired me or anyone else, but you were my number one target of somebody who I knew I could relate to. Right. You know, so I appreciate you, you know, going out of your way, you know, open yourself up because I don't know if I would have really had the foresight to understand what was truly possible in the business. You inspired me so much, man, from, from just what you had accomplished being the same age. And I'm like, man, I've never been around people like this and whatever this dude tell me I'm going to do, you know? So, um, it, it, I, I, I remember there were times when I would literally drive 45 minutes to go and get food to try and force you to eat with me. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. You you were, you know. Yeah, I remember eating with you. Didn't you get some Puerto Rican food before and stuff? Puerto Rican food, yeah. That's how you would bribe me at first. And, and, uh, (laughs) yep, you had me. He was like, man, I got it. I think it was on the west side. I'm like, I believe it because it's a lot of Puerto Ricans over there on the west side. I bet you they know what they're doing. But, dude, I I took a liking to you because in this, this, we didn't, uh, you weren't coded to me, unfortunately. Oh. You know, I wish I could have got uh, a rip yeah. and had James yeah. on my squad, yeah. dog. But yeah. I was working with you just because I believed in you. You know what I mean? After, you know, I, I knew where you were. Man. I knew where you were going to go. Yep. And I'm like, man, if this dude actually got the work ethic and the coachability to back up his talent and his in his he's confidence, going. He's going. Th- then then he's going somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just want to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Trying to help you out. So that was awesome, man. Good to see you. You know, sure. go from there to where you're at right now. But so, so what were you listening wait, to, wait, man? Wait, wait. Before we got started, man, I'm sorry, don't mean to cut you off, but you was before you get yourself prepared to get like on this right here, the grindcast. What type of music was you banging, man? I just I don't know why I just got to hear that. What type of music was it, man? Like, how do you start your day? Just, I mean, the kind of music that I listen to is not the kind of music that you want your kids to listen to. Um, that's what I grew up listening to, you know? So I was listening to a little bit of Benny, Benny Siegel, um, some Birdman, Lil Wayne, old school stuff, old school, man. Yeah. Um, just stuff that get my juices flowing yeah. versus, it, it, but it's a different time in a different place. Like I might be in the middle of working and I got some, some jazz on. <laughs> it yes. depends. If I'm in a yeah. vehicle the mood. with my, my daughter, yeah. I'm not listening to that type of stuff, but um, it's game time. It's game time. I want to, like I woke up this morning knowing that I was going to be on here and I told myself, I just want to impact one person, whoever, if I can impact one person, 
and it helps them get after it yeah. and grind more than hey, what do you what do you so. think well you're going to help more than one person what what do you think if you could put it a two three things that stands out to you that helped you get to where you are right now that we could give to somebody else what do you think those couple things would be i know one of them is Man. not quitting because you you've been through obstacles you've been through adversity personal life problems yeah. personal life adversity keep on pushing you know it looks sweet you know, when when, yeah. when when people see what 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 you get or how you do or a new house or or a picture of your family, it looks sweet. And it, but but there's always there's always work and there's always obstacles overcome in order to have greatness. You know what I mean? So I, I know you've been through some obstacles. A few of them I know. I'm sure some I don't know. But maybe some obstacles or you know a couple tips on you know how people listening could get to where you're at. So, you know, it all starts with this. No one is going to design your life for you. You have to like really think about the life that you want to live and the things you want to do. When I was a nine year old little boy, you know, I remember watching people walk down the street and thinking to myself, like, man, this is where I live. Like I'm going to be stuck here if I don't do something about it. And I knew that I had to do something about it. So you got to have a vision you literally got to have a vision for your life, you know, and sometimes the vision that we have isn't the vision that God has for our life, but you have to have a vision, you know, and once you, once you establish that vision and you write this thing down, then you plan out some goals to make it become a reality. And when you have an action plan that revolves around making those goals become a reality, there's a really good chance it's going to happen. Now in the midst of all of that, you also have to have some things that will keep you going. So one of the things I've always told myself is that, listen, if you start something, finish it. I'm the type of person that I will, I won't stop. I just won't stop. It don't matter how long it's going to take for me. I'm not going to stop. Mm -hmm. So the same goals that I wrote out on a piece of paper when I was 23 and I started in this business, they never change. Like the goals never change. The game plan will change. You know, and I don't have to be the smartest person. I'm not, I'm not the smartest person. I've never been the smartest person, but you know, in the process of going through what you're going to go through, you know, it's very important for you to learn the things that you need to learn about how to be a better version of yourself. So in the work. You know, I would say, you know, along, along with, you know, the, the vision you got to have the goals and the action plan is, you know, you have to have a plan to grow yourself because if you're not growing, you're dying. There's a lot of people you know, that'll literally live to the life expectancy for men. We're in the early eighties, but they really truly died at 18. You know, before I came to this company, I never read a book, never read a book. And if you don't pour into yourself, who else is going to pour into you? You just walk around empty. You have nothing to give. And, you know, life is about really making a difference in the lives of others. Not necessarily what you can do for yourself because it's not going to give you fulfillment. So, you know, Outside of the vision, the goals, and the action plan, you got to really have a personal growth plan as well and be willing to pay the price. At the end of the day, whatever you're trying to accomplish in your life, you have to be willing to pay the price. And mm -hmm. there is no negotiation for it. So pay it. Got to do it. And do the sooner it. you pay it, the Fast. less inflation Fast comes along comes. with it. So mm -hmm. just, just paying the price, man, getting after it day in and day out, no matter what, even when you don't feel like it. And there's definitely going to be days. Hey, that's the key. Talk about that right yeah. there. When you don't feel like it, man. Yeah. You know yeah. how many times people, kids yeah. even, man, I don't feel like yeah. it. Sure, me neither, bro. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. I mean, sure. listen, every week there's something I don't feel like doing, yeah. but I do it anyways, because 
my feelings are will not Cut let my goals become a reality. Yeah. You know, so I can't I can't listen to my feelings. I got to do it no matter what. Even if I'm not where I want to be, I, I'm still going to do it. Grind. What's you your know? daily routine? You know, what, what what's so, what's your routine now? Even if you just talk about the mornings. So my daily routine is like this Monday through Wednesday. Sorry, Monday through Thursday. I'm up at four. You know, so when I wake up and you know, I, see I give you. myself at least two hours to literally dive into growing myself spiritually and that's it. Then I'm going to the gym and I'll work out for about an hour. So by the time 7, 30, 8, 8 a.m. hit, I'm done with spirit, mind and body all within three, four hours. And you're married with no. children, correct? Correct. And that's why I have to do it at that yeah. time, because if I try doing it later in the day, it ain't happening. Yeah. And I'm, I'm no good to my family or anyone I'm trying to lead if I don't take care of myself. So, you know, it sucks, you know, but that's the price I got to pay for what I've been entrusted with. It is what it is. Why wouldn't you, know, you just but, do it at two o'clock in the afternoon or four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever? Well, I'm not doing it at that time because, uh, you know, there's other things that are more important. You know, so I've already taken care of what I need to take care of on my end for me. Then I can just give myself to others. You know, so it's just I think a lot of times people just struggle. And I, I struggle with this earlier on when I first started in the business. It was hard for me. To That's what you got to tell go. people. It wasn't uh, always yeah. this way for you. You no, know what I mean? It, it wasn't like not. you walked in the door like that. It was a process. And then you got on it and you yeah. seen what happens yeah. when you do get on it. Yeah. Let me tell you that part. So, you know, I came into this company and, you know, it was hard for me to go from working out in the PM to the morning because you're used to your own routine. So yes. I got through that struggle. And, you know, I, I would see guys who were definitely in positions that I would trade places with that were arriving very early into an office building and staying very late. One of the first to arrive, last to leave. And, you know, we all know that, you know, usually individuals like that are going to be the ones who go the furthest. And I was so immature, I wasn't willing to do those things. No one would have convinced me to get up at four o'clock in the morning. No. If somebody would have told me, dude, it's like going to school, right? Still, 100%. Yeah. You know? Nobody want to go to school early. You're kind of forced to go to school. Yeah. You know, if you if you want to play, right. you got to go to school. Right. So once you get past that, then right. it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do now? So right. um, I was getting up at like 6.30 then, and I wasn't doing anything to take care of my spirit or my mind. I was taking care of my body, but and I'll never forget something that Jim Saray said to me. He said, James, do you know that you can have the biggest muscles in the world but still be weak? And you know that that I'll never forget that, and made me realize that you gotta be, you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta there be you go. yoked in all right. areas yep. of life, yep. not just physically, but mentally and spiritually. And you know, it takes time. So you know, wherever you're at, it's okay. You can continue to grow in those areas. You just have to understand that there is no negotiation. You gotta grow because if you're not growing, you're dying in yep. all those areas. So. You know, my routine is between 4 and 7.30, no later than 8. I'm done. We'll what time do you go to bed? What time do you go to bed? 10 p.m. 10. Um, that's 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 the, the, the deadline. Yep. Now, there are times. There are times when my wife wants to, you know, stay up a little bit later mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Do that. I'll sacrifice an hour of sleep and only get five hours of sleep because I know my sleep pattern. I know what my body needs. I need right. six hours of sleep. In order to, 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 to function, function properly, right. I can I can make it on five. But if I do that more than three days in a row, it's going to catch up to me. And for whatever reason, my joints start hurting. So I got to <laughs> make up for it in a later. Yeah. But I know that 
over the course of a week, I, I need 42 hours of sleep. So I so so I so when we started just now, I heard you, uh, Simon, say, "What's up, Mr. Cheeks?" Now, what's that all about, man? Like, is that? I mean, so, I want to make sure I say it the right way because if I say it the wrong, you know what I'm saying? What is Mr. Cheeks? What is that? What does that mean? Like, what up, Mr. Cheeks? Like, does that mean? It's a, it, oh, face. You, okay, you got big cheeks on your face. I thought it was something else, bro. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to make sure you clarified well, that up. You know what? Up I'll here, Mr. Cheeks. It, it, up I, on I, your I, face. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about. But, you know, just like any normal 23-year-old, <laughs> any normal 23-year-old starting. I had cheeks, too. Or, or just My mom, being 23, they used to always. You're chasing, you're chasing certain things. So, you know, when I started in the business, listen, I was focused. You're chasing certain things focused, about cheeks? You know? <laughs> yeah, happened? so um, I got caught slipping, chasing something, and uh, I, I, I earned that nickname uh, after the fact. So, oh. Um, Okay. Yeah. All right. So let me let me let me ask you something, man. What, what now that you're coaching others, and you know mm -hmm. I've been developing and working with people for a long time. Last year, you actually had the number one agent in the entire company uh, on our company's convention on stage. Man. Number one, Ashley was was from oh, his agency. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you know, shout out to Ashley. How, how do you? Uh, describe the ideal person to coach you know like what in an in, in in a perfect world what type of people would you like to coach in, in one minute or less great attitude gives good effort and very coachable meaning if i say do this they do it they don't really give lip service they might ask questions they have questions um very competitive uh, confident uh committed love challenges um high character individual um, competent, you know, these are just characteristics. And, you know, what I've noticed is that the people who have been through some adversity in their life, like they literally have their degree from the university of adversity, like not a diploma, not an associate's degree, like a degree from the university of adversity, they got what it takes to do well in this business. And the business works is just, they just need to be learning Amen. and willing to do what it takes. So, all right, so I look forward to working with people like that, and usually they're athletes. So I, I, I heard you're part of this uh, Cash Money group mm -hmm. family. How does that work? Yeah, Cash Money. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So, ca what so is Cash that? Money is is a group of individuals who are taking over the industry by yeah. storm. Okay, um, headed up by two of the greats and the goats in okay. our industry. And honestly, I think in, in just in general in business, you know, I would literally. I would stack these two individuals up against any two other individuals in the business sector. And I think they'll run laps around them, you know, yeah. and uh, just a group of individuals who are literally all focused on trying to accomplish the same thing. And, you know, a big family that's being led and headed up by the goats in our, in our industry, man. So um, it's, it's a pleasure, you know, to be able to be a, amongst that, that group of individuals. But, you know, I think that um, if you want to go far in life, you need to have an accountability partner mm -hmm. and you need to have a coach, you know? So regardless of what I know, whatever, whatever I think I know, there's so much more I don't know. Right. And you're never going to like fail if you're willing to just do exactly what, what someone has already done that you're trying to do. And Coachable. I got to keep, keep individuals like that around me all my life. So, you know, speaking of keeping people around you all your life, you know, uh, you know, how important do you think it is to have the right support? 
You know what I mean? The, the, the you and your girl, because you, 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 you have support from her, uh, from, from what I understand, from what it looks like to me. I've seen you guys move. I've seen you, uh, grind in this business. I, I've seen her jump in and help you. You know, I, I know, and she's a mom and, you know, so I, I feel like she has had pretty good support levels for you. How important do you think that is to your success or another person's success? And what, what, what suggestion would you give to someone on how to get support if they're not getting support? That's huge. So, number one, yeah. it is very important. Yeah. Like, if you want to be successful, you're going to need somebody right there with you, you know? So, you know, my wife, she's my rib, man, you know? And, and you know, since day one, she's been riding with me, man, since the beginning. So, it's been teamwork, you know, going all the way back to, you know, when I was starting to build a team, man, she was helping me stuff envelopes on a Sunday, you know, and she's still, she's so helpful now, but I understand that, you know, she sacrificed so much to help me build this. She, she deserves everything she got. Right. And I'm going to help her with her goals, her vision. And, but it all starts with this. Like, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, let's make sure we understand what vision we have for ourselves. Yeah. So it's having a collective vision together you know, understanding that it's going to take you doing this, me doing that and working towards it and being committed while also understanding the things that you're going to encounter and, and, and being prepared to respond to those things when things come up. And I think the better, you know, people can like legitimately think about what they're going to encounter and already make the decision on how they're going to respond to it. They'll be better off because they've already talked about it. Like if we talked about, if we encounter this, this is what we're going to do. We've already talked about it versus when it happens now you see how someone's going to respond, you know? So it's so important to have a spouse who supports you, who has your back, not on your back, two different things. They can be on your back and they think that that's helping you, but it's really hurting you. You can only carry so much, Mm -hmm. but if they got your back, all a man really truly needs is I believe in you. I love you. I support you and you're, you're, you're good in my eyes. So, um, she makes it so easy for me. I don't have to worry about much at home. I come home and man, it's, I don't have that much to worry about. So all I got to just worry about is serving people. And, um, you know, I know that without, without having someone like that in my corner, it would be very hard. It would be very hard. What, what, uh, you know, you were a bodybuilder for a while. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I know you're still yoked up. I know you're still in good, in in good shape. You know, uh, I remember seeing you early in the morning at at the meetings and stuff and and working out and stuff, but I, you did bodybuilding shows and and won some awards. So tell us about you know what similarities do you think it bodybuilding has to this business or just success in general? Could you make any comparisons there? Absolutely. So you know the thing about bodybuilding, you know, it's more than just looking at people huh? with muscles um, and uh, oil. <laughs> um, actually, it's one of the most embarrassing um uncomfortable things to do what bodybuild if somebody would have told me yeah oh yeah oh because the oil oh because you got to put that oil all over your body (laughs) when you big right not only flex not only that you should see the draws you a bikini thong on oh you got the you had the thong 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 you you had (laughs) the thong 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 okay there's different divisions okay it takes a lot what what color was yours bro I think my first show, Purple? I think they were red. Oh, red. red. Okay, you was red. in it to win it. Red. I, I, like, I know red. y'all like red. I think it was red. Red's good. So um, I don't know about that. No, go ahead. 
you got to overcome the fear of like just putting yourself in that position where you got yeah. hundreds, if not sometimes yeah. thousands of people that's staring huge, at you. Right. you that's huge. That's all on you. Like, can you it's do it? Yeah. I bet it is. Know? Yeah. So, so it teaches you to be able to overcome uncomfortabilities as well as mental toughness. Like, for example, when you're prepping for a bodybuilding show, once you're getting towards the, the, the finish line, man, you're way cut back on carbs. And if you know anything about carbs, carbohydrates, um, it gives you your energy source. So when you cut back on the carbs, you can be the most moodiest you'll ever find somebody, you know, in your life. So, you know, you got to be mentally tough during that process. And then just to be able to show up day in and day out to execute something that is going to take in order to achieve a certain goal, you got to work hard. You know, there's going to be some sacrifices. You got to be okay with being critiqued. You know, you're always, you know, giving updates and progress picks on what your body is looking like and how it's transforming and being okay with somebody saying that, well, you still got to work on this, this area. So we got to get after it and just being okay with that along with the preparation that goes into it. All of those things are very applicable to business. You got to prepare in business. You got to be okay with being critiqued. You got to work hard. You got to have mental toughness. You got to overcome the fears and all those things are going to happen in business. So when you have an experience like that, I think it's easier to adjust in a business setting and, and apply those things that you're able to overcome or do there in this. In, sure. in, in one minute or less, uh, I got a couple quick ones. Uh, Mm-hmm. Last year's top producer, we mentioned Ashley Rust. Uh, t- mm-hmm. t- tell us about her, why you yeah. think it makes her, what, what's special about her, why number one in the country? Changed her thought process, and she elevated her game in number one, believing that she can do it. That's where it started. It started here. And she was, there was a plan put together and plan. Now, Amongst all of that happening behind the scenes, I had to elevate my thinking too because I had never talked about some of the things I knew she could do because I started to look at her game and I'm like, man, you got this many holes and if we fill these holes, I know you can do this. So let's get it. She stuck to the plan and uh, she, she's the one who did the work. I didn't do the work. I was just in the, in, in the background saying, I believe in you. I'm here. I'm supporting you. I'm coach. encouraging you and doing everything I need to do as a What do you think it was? Her. You think it was work ethic? Or, you know, one thing I, I, she mentioned to me was reinvesting. She invested into appointment setter, pay, you know, paid a right. bunch. So it's, so it's reinvesting into the business. Any other things stick out about Ashley you think that separated her? I mean, being number one, that, that you know, something special had to yeah, stand out. Easy. That you so like, man, this like, is it. You know, the difference between the number one producer and the, the least producer, it, it had everything to do, direct correlation with how many people you serve. She has a big heart, you know, and she just basically had a target that she wanted to do. And, and it's going to happen. You know, when, when you really, truly want to serve people, it don't, it's not about selling people. You know, you can do very well in this business. And, you know, I think it comes down to that, like just having a big heart and being, you know, someone who, truly genuinely tries to help people, you know, but she just basically changed those goals. Love it. She elevated her thinking, you know, it wasn't anything other than, Crazy. you know, the, the prep that goes into it as well, but it's just working you know, her heart more than anything. I think what, what's sure. your favorite thing about our, our, uh, our business, man. Two things. My favorite thing about our business is literally being able to change somebody's life. It's nothing like, you know, you meet somebody, they don't really know you. And the next thing you know, Years later down the road, their life is forever changed. You have something to do with that. Can't nobody ever take that away from you. And um, when you can also help people live out their purpose in life, man, I think that's that's the best thing that you can do. I mean, people could make all the money in the world, but 
when we die, we ain't taking any of it with True. us. You can build the biggest home, drive the best cars, but when you help people live out their purpose and you help change lives, I'm talking generations to come. I don't know if there's anything more rewarding. I Amen. really don't. You know, those are the top two things that I, I really love about what we do for Truth, sure. Truth, man. Truth. So, you know, speaking about what you love, what do you think are some common misconceptions about what we do that people may not, you know, understand? You know, it's like, oh, you know, I thought it was this way or I thought it was like, what do you think is 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 something that may be a common misconception about what we do? I know one of them I want to hear you talk on is that you don't need to only, you know, like people. I used to have the misconception that you could only make that type of money if you were an SGA. An SGA and, and, yeah. and I mean, what these people make and, and are able to earn in their first year, second year, or or producers like Ashley or, you know what I mean, MGAs or, you know, RGAs is crazy. But a- anything that you could think of that are misconceptions in two minutes or less. The first, the first misconception is I think people think that it's all about selling. It is really, truly about serving. People think that you really have to be good at sales. No, you don't. You have to be good at serving people. You know, so the law of compensation states this, that your income is determined by how many people you serve, how well you serve them. And if we want to make more money, uh, we can always find more people to serve. It's that simple. So let's say I want to make a million dollars. Well, you got to serve 2000 consumers in our business on a yearly basis by yourself. Is it easier to do that versus you show others how to do it and they do it as well? I don't know, you know, but I can always show others how to do it and we can serve 2000 plus people collectively together. So, you know, it's about serving at the end of the day. I think people got to understand that it don't matter if you're in this business or any business, the more people you serve, the more value you bring to them, the more compensation you're going to get at the end of the day. That's literally the law of compensation. And you can have a, a producer create and make 450,000 like Ashley did last year and in her fourth year in the business. Um, you don't have to be titles. Don't win titles. Right. You know, it's not going to guarantee a certain level of compensation. You know, there's essays that might make more than SGA. Mm-hmm. Who cares? The only thing that matters is how many people have you served? How many people are you serving? And if you don't like the number that you're getting comped, go serve more people. Amen. At the end of the day. At the Amen. End of the day. That's it. What, what tips would you have uh, maybe step-by-step step for uh, a young person coming into this business uh, at the age that you did, which is what? When did you come in, James? 23? I, I was 23 when I started. Young buck, 23. Right. Yep. So here, here's Now you all swole up with a little, little gray on your beard, brother. I see you. I know. Ah. When I trim it down, you can't really see it that much. Uh, that, that's why you keep it out, low, right? Like, wow. Yeah. But you know what? You know, they the got dyed, though. Says, you know, gray hair is wisdom. Yeah, wisdom. You know? so, anyway, yep. so, so, so check this out. If you're starting in this business, you literally, you gotta, you gotta understand that. Okay. If you haven't had success, allow others who've had success to just show you, don't make this thing complicated. Just let them show you how to do it, mm-hmm. which means that you're going to need to be coachable. You got to keep a good attitude um, and you got to work, you know, so don't underestimate the work that's going to come into what you're trying to do. Be willing to pay the price right. as you're doing all that. You got you to if you're building something, you got to have a foundation first. Right. So your foundation, our foundation has everything to do with what we're doing for ourselves. When it comes to the growth that you have with yourself. You got to be a good student in this business in anything. You got to be a student, you know, because you don't know it all. Mm -hmm. So I would tell you to be a good student. You know, you got to ask good questions. 
I mean, you might not be the best question. You know, I might not ask the best questions, but you can get better, you know, and you need to read, you need to study. Um, you got to sacrifice. You got to sacrifice for the life that you want and, and understand that the more you sacrifice, the, 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 the higher the chances and the likelihood of you actually achieving and having a life that you want. True. Um, I can talk forever on this. You only gave me a little bit. I know, bit, right? So yeah, yeah. I know, dog. You know, yeah, I can I'm tell you about, you know, sacrifice, man. For everything you yeah. gain, you got to give up something. So if yeah. you want to go to another level, you just got to figure out what it is that you're willing to give up. What are you willing to sacrifice? And, you know, I, I started out, as, and as we wrap this up, you know, as it, I started out today, and I only say it just so people could could try to feel the grind or just know, like, you don't get to see what's really going on before the movie. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a whole behind the scenes thing. Yeah. Like Perm waking up and, and getting on the road at four o'clock in the morning some days to get us to where we need to where we need yeah. to go. This morning I woke up. Last night I was up, you know, late grinding. Woke up this morning five o'clock. My daughter was had her hand, her arm wrapped around my my, yeah. my neck. Alarm clock went off, and I'm like, man, should I should I snooze it? a few more times and just hang on to this moment because I know it goes so fast and, yeah. and and I'm feeling so much love, not to mention the the, the voice of like, I'm just t tired. Let's just stay here. Uh, uh, I said, no, nah, I'm going to get up. Yeah. And, and, and I got up and I left the pillow there and I went down and I'm like, man, we got to kill it today. Yeah. If I'm leaving this yep. at home, I ain't leave yeah. here for some bullshit. Right. I came here to win yeah. titles. Right. If I'm leaving this yeah. right now, Somebody got to feel it. So we're going mind, body, spirit, hardcore in the morning, yep. hardcore. Come out swinging. I pull up in my office. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. It's me and only my staff person there and one other car, 15 mm -hmm. years in the game. Those are the things that people don't see Fast. when they look at what they want. You know, just like Maxwell always says, he says, man, people tell me all the time, I want to do, do what you do. Tika, I want to be like you. I want to do what you do. Yeah, but do you want to be, do you want to do what I did? Yeah. Do you want yeah. to do what I did or you yeah. just want to do what I do? Everybody want to do what we do. But but are you willing to do what they did? And that's the question that we got to close this thing out with on the Grindcast is, is when when we're exposed to James in, in, in greatness, and I'm so proud of you, dog. So proud of your story. Appreciate it. Uh, proud of, of what you've overcome to get to where you are, the amount of people sure. that you're inspiring, the giver that you are, you know, the first one always to, to help support the kids that, that are in multiple states over from you that don't have nothing to do with you. You don't have anything to gain from it. You're up mentoring people, highlighting the word of God early in the morning, working on mm -hmm. yourself. I know it ain't easy. Being a dad, being a husband, working like that, mentor, believe, just know I know, and I appreciate it, and I'm so proud of you, yeah. dog. Th thanks for joining us sure. uh, on the Grindcast, and thanks for everybody else. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Count money, man. Money, Stack man. riches. Try, try, and told, try and told him I'm a beast, bud.